Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining us for the next episode of our podcast. How are you doing, Kane? I'm doing very well. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, which is tomorrow. So hard to believe that we're already marching into almost Memorial Day weekend. It's it's upon us, Kane. It's upon us. It is. And I do just want to again thank everybody for listening. This has just taken off and exceeded our expectations. It's all because of you guys listening. So if you like it, please review us and rate us and all that good stuff. So what are we going to talk about? Well, I think today is just kind of a good time to to hit the pause button and talk about some of the basics of skincare. I know we get a lot of questions about sunscreen and a lot of different things. Obviously, we're not going to be able to touch on everything, but I think just a few uh, big topics of basic uh, skincare is a good way to go as we enter summer. That sounds like a plan. And for for all of y'all that have come in for consults, you know that we give you a little sheet that basically breaks this down from AM to PM, a lot of which you can get over the counter. And then I also talk about medical grade products. But Kane, what I'm going to start with, I'm actually going to start with, if you don't mind, talking a little bit about Diamond Glow and why hydrating is so important, especially before procedures. And then I, what I might do is end with talking about sunscreen, SPF, UPF, all the different type of of protectants that we have to protect our skin so we can protect our investment post-procedure. How that does sound, that sound? Sounds good. And Diamond Glow is a great place to start. It's one of our more popular procedures and people really, really love it. Okay, let's start with that. But let's start about with the whys. And so, for example, radio frequency is such a big component of the practice. We have continuous motion radio frequency, we have RF microneedling, and we have single needle microneedling. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is that RF works the best on hydrated skin. It does not work as well on a very dehydrated type of skin. So these are patients when they're very dehydrated will say, okay, let's prime your skin. Let's get your skin in better condition before we do these type of procedures to maximize your results. So what we often tell patients is that when it comes to the skin, it's really the skin barrier that we're talking about. We're trying to keep all that water within the skin and not uh, having this water loss that can occur. So the way we do it is we want to be able to, to really improve that skin barrier. And there's different products over the counter. Again, one of my favorites is CeraVe PM. I like the PM better than the AM cane because the AM has got sunscreen and sometimes patients can get a little bit allergic to it. Very rarely, but sometimes that can occur. So we prefer the PM to be used all all the time. Okay. But the other product that I use that I really like that we carry at at the office is the SkinCeuticals Triple Lipid. That is a wonderful, wonderful moisturizer as well. But another way to moisturize the skin is with Diamond Glow. And Diamond Glow, Kane, is a medical grade facial. And so do you remember, were you part of the practice when when Silk Peel was, was a I thing? knew the term Silk Peel, but no, I was not. Okay. So Allergan actually purchased Silk Peel and they, they took the Silk Peel and they revamped it. They allowed for some of their own products, their own Skin Medica products to be utilized with the system. And this is a closed loop vacuum. So what it does, it first exfoliates the skin with these little tiny diamond burrs. Then it extracts, it creates an extraction with this closed loop vacuum. Which is great for blackheads. It's great for blackheads. Once a quarter, I do it, especially on my nose. And then it rehydrates the skin if you're using the hyaluronic acid, which is one of my favorites to utilize 
with this system. There's also different ones you can use. You can use TNS with this system. You can use a pore clarifying solution. There is a vitamin C serum as well. So there's multiple ones which Blair will will look at your skin and kind of recommend different serums to be utilized. And Blair is our esthetician for those of you that don't know. Yes. And so this is used for face, for neck. We've even had people do their feet. I can't do my feet. It, it just tickles too much. But Certainly, you know, springtime, summertime, when people are wearing their sandals, this might be a good thing to do as well. But it gets your skin back into better skin quality. So it does set you up for the different type of procedures in order to have a better response. Yeah. And this is one of our more popular procedures because it's it's very efficient. It's very effective. There's no downtime. And you kind of walk out with a nice, healthy glow to your skin. So it's it's a very popular procedure. It is. It's a good maintenance procedure. But then patients have been asking a lot about what sunscreen should I get? Which one's the best, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now that you have this great skin, how do you protect it? Exactly. How do you protect your investment? So I kind of want to first talk about UV radiation and then go into the different kinds of sunscreens that exist. And so Kane, when we talk about UV and we talk about our skin, there's there's two main types that we're talking about. Although there's also UVC, which accounts for less than 1% of the ultraviolet radiation. This is actually dermicidal. But UVA is one of the big ones that we're talking about, which UVA accounts for about 95% of the radiation that reaches the Earth's surface. And it's fairly consistent during the day. So for example, the amount of UVA you get at 10 a.m. will be very similar if it's still light outside at 4 p.m. There's no alterations. Whereas UVB, which we'll talk about next, has the highest intensity midday. And so you often hear about your sunburns can occur between 10 and 2 the most. That's because your UVB is the highest during those time periods. Okay. So back to UVA. UVA can penetrate the ozone. It can penetrate clouds. So, and, and think about the A- as aging. It's a longer wavelength. It penetrates deeper into the skin. It's what leads to more of your wrinkles, more of the aging, and more of the the cancerous effects that you can get from unprotected sun exposure. So UV rays in general are, can cause damage, but UVA is especially is a deeper concerning. one. And, and also when we're driving home, UVA can penetrate through that glass. UVB cannot. So UVB is about 5% of the rays that's reaching the Earth's surface. And again, like I said, it varies in intensity. It's the, It peaks kind of midday. And it's partially absorbed by the ozone. It's partially absorbed by the clouds. So if you're sitting there watching your child's softball game without sun protection and you think, ah, it's no problem, it's cloudy, you still might walk away with a with a sunburn because you are getting some UVB. UVB is what's responsible for the burning and the tanning of the skin. Okay. The American Academy of Dermatology recommends a sun protectant factor, an SPF of at least 30. Now, what is SPF? So this sun protectant factor really is in reference to the amount of time that you're protected from the sun from burning. So for example, Kane, if you go outside unprotected, and it takes you about 10 minutes to turn a little red or to burn, if you have an SPF of 30, that's going to protect you for 300 minutes. So that's going to protect you for about five hours. 
before you burn. Does that make sense? That does. And I was unaware of that. I didn't know the number after the SPF related to time. Well, there's also a little bit of a clause to that because that it's really in reference to the intensity of the radiation. So for example, that might differ, that time might differ if you're out in the sun at noon or if you're out in the sun at four, because again, right. you, the amount of time that it would take for you to get red would differ as well. But also remember that there are a couple of little caveats for this as well, because when we sweat, we sweat off that sunscreen, so we might not get that duration of time. We, we have to really consider reapplying. Or if we're in the pool, we want to really consider a waterproof type of sunscreen because we're, we're going to wash that off. So if you're just sitting and you're cool and not sweating or mm-hmm. yeah. any, any way rubbing off that sunscreen, the number would, be, would somewhat equate to the time. Correct. But when you're active and sweating and doing all such stuff and wiping your face and then- And walking on sand and exfoliating, then you really have to reapply. And what's so interesting is for an average adult, you really need about the amount that's in a shot glass, which is about one to 1.5 ounces, which means it's about two to three tablespoons of sunscreen to cover the entire body. That doesn't sound real to me. That sounds like a lot. It, and you know what? We all get too little. So if we're getting too little, we are not really getting that effective sun protection. So if, if it says SPF of 50 and we're putting a thin layer on, we really might only be getting an SPF of 20. So make sure, I guess, the, make sure you put a thick enough layer on as you, as you put your sun protectant. And it's also important to know that there's two basic categories of sunscreen. One you'll hear about are the chemical blocks and one are the physical blocks. Kane, do you know a little bit of the difference between these? Um, yeah, one's chemical and one's <laughs> like a mineral-based. Right, like a mineral-based. Okay, so let's start with that one. We like the physical block, which is the zinc oxide, the titanium dioxide, because what it does, it basically covers over the skin and it's almost like a barrier. And when UV comes in, it deflects off of this. So it's not absorbing into the skin like the chemical blocks, converting it and releasing it as heat, but it's rather deflecting it. So that's what the physical blocks are, the zinc and titanium. It's literally describing what it is. It's blocking it. Correct. It's deflecting it. Exactly. Now I will say chemical blocks are easier to apply in essence. You don't get as much of a wide effect that you might see with the zinc and titanium. And, and the zinc and titanium nowadays have been micronized to a degree where you don't see uh, quite as much of a sheen, but some people... It's not like those old shows with the lifeguard, their nose is all covered Correct. In it's white. not like that. But I would say chemical blocks probably go in a little bit better. However, there can be some allergic response in, in a small subset of patients with the chemical blocks. And it, there also can be some, you'll see information about whether they're reef safe or not. The chemical blocks have been implicated with reef issues with bleaching of the reef. You're, t- so, you're speaking about coral reef. Coral reef, okay. correct, correct. So if you had to choose between the two, I would choose physical block. But again, chemical blocks, if you have the right one, are a good second choice. I'd rather patients wear something rather than nothing. So I think that that is important to note. And some of my favorites, so patients will often say, what are your favorite sunscreens? And the real answer is, Whatever you'll wear is my favorite sunscreen because something is better than nothing. Nothing is is definitely not a good choice. But some of my favorites from a physical sunscreen block would be 
I, we really like Elta MD Clear. It goes on very nice. We do carry it at the office. And I love a lot of the ones over the counter. I think that La Roche Passay has got a great mineral block that even has a little tint to it. And, and incidentally, a tinted sunscreen is what we recommend for melasma patients because we don't just want zinc and titanium to help with the UV. We also want iron oxides to help with the visible light that can make melasma worse. So, so it's, it's nice for them to choose a tinted block as well. I I never knew there was so much to know about sunscreens. (laughs) Oh, there's so much. We're just, we're just giving some, some little bulletin points here. If you were to summarize it all, basically what I heard you say is the best one is the one you'll use and make sure you're applying it often and make sure you're applying enough. Correct. That's exactly right. But I am going to give some other names too that you can get over the counter. And one of the ones I really like for my arms and for my legs, now granted, it goes on with a little bit of a thicker feel, is Blue Lizard. It's an Australian one. You can get it from Target, from Walmart. And then Hello Bello is another good one you can get from Walmart as well. And these are, again, good physical blocks. You might not like it as much for your face because it's a little thicker, but it is a good one as well. So those are what we recommend. Now I'm going to I'm going to go over one more thing on this podcast and that is UPF. You've heard about UPF, Kane? Yeah, but I really don't like when you do these pop quizzes. <laughs> it keeps you entertained. This is more of the clothing aspect. Correct? This is more of the clothing. This is the ultraviolet protectant factor that's in the fabric. And this is important because this actually blocks out the UV radiation. So for example, if there is UPF of 50, that means if you divide 1 into 50, which equals 2%, that means it's blocking out 98% of the UVA and the UVB. So ultraviolet protectant fabric clothing is really good. I have shirts, I have dresses in it, I've got little hats with it. It really is helpful. Oh, and another thing that I've told patients about as well as I've got gloves in my car that I wear when I'm driving home because you can feel that heat just just kissing the backs of your hands. And so I put those gloves on and, and drive home with it and they're they're inexpensive. You can get them off of Amazon. Yeah, that's and that's so easily overlooked is your hands. Even your ha- applying sunscreen to the back of your hands, it's overlooked. So yeah, wear gloves when you're driving. For sure. I mean, those are the type of things that we want you to know. And so when you're looking for a sunscreen, again, broad spectrum. And nowadays, pretty much all the sunscreens are broad spectrum. Broad spectrum means it's accounting for both UVB blockage and UVA blockage. It's protecting you from both. So definitely choose that as well. And that's really all I wanted to cover. That was a lot actually for for the basics. I mean, we started with just, you know, how to how to get that nice hydrated skin and then how to protect it. And all in between all of that was a. And we haven't even gone into antioxidants. That'll, maybe that'll be another uh, podcast as well, another episode. So that's it. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll put out another episode soon. Thank you.